It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Philosophy. Philosophy. Do you purposefully say that wrong just to be funny? Who? You, Ryan. Did I say it wrong? Akuna Manatata? Akuna. Three time. And I'm always like, is he just saying it to be funny? Or Akuna Matata? Yeah, that's how you say it. Hakuna Matata, but just I just think it's better. funny because you're always Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies to the Manchild Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, Michael, John, and Jay. And today, we're going to do a little weird random facts. We're going to play Manchild Lie Detector, and we are going to do the top 10 video games of all time. Welcome in, boys. How are you today? Hello there, pumpkin. Pumpkin. I'll tell you something here, boys. (laughs) The other day, I woke up. And it was good. <laughs> what did you do? Sometimes I sometimes not, I start a sentence I'm and I don't know where it's going. I'm not a great storyteller. I don't really have a lot of great stories to tell. So I just say a lot of random things and I hope they come together well. And that time it did not. So I, I made an attempt. I tried. And let's move on. So whenever I get the chance, I like to tell a good uh, story about my kids as they do um, interesting things. <clears throat> So we have a fenced in backyard with a uh, eight foot, six, eight foot, six, six foot, maybe seven foot, somewhere between six and eight foot wood privacy fence. Okay. Dog ear style. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Nice to let the kids out there go play. I don't have to worry about them. So uh, back doors open. Me and my wife are doing stuff around the house. And all of a sudden, there's I a just, you, you. You just set a uh, bowl of dog food outside for the kids. And yeah, they'll eat yeah. when they're hungry. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hose on. Yep. All of a sudden, I hear a uh, on the door, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's weird." I mean, I mean, think put yourselves in that position. I mean, nobody knocks on doors anymore. So, serial killer, Jehovah's Witness, or somebody died. That's it. <laughs> did that, you those army are the- crawl to the window <laughs> yeah, to look? Yeah. Could be somebody selling solar panels. <clears throat> so. Uh, so I open the door and standing there is my next door neighbor holding my seven-year-old daughter's hand. Oh boy. And I'm like, and, and I'm processing in this moment and the neighbor's laughing and, and he goes, she knocked on the back door and asked for snacks. And, and I'm like, Okay, but how did you get out? And so he's laughing, you know, I take her inside, whatever, immediately walk to the backyard. And somehow, I don't know how, she scaled the fence into the neighbor's yard, the six or eight foot privacy fence, scaled it, went on the other side and decided, well, 
Maybe they got snacks. And so she went and knocked on the glass back door of the neighbors. They come to the back door with a random child in their yard, and she asked for snacks. Oh, my gosh. And so now, now... The one of the few things that we could cherish by letting them play outside, not necessarily unattended, but within the safety of, of our backyard. Now we can't even do that anymore because my children know how to climb the prison walls. So I'm currently getting quotes on razor wire to put at the top <laughs> of the privacy fence to prevent, fence. Yeah, to prevent it from happening in the future. But apparently seven-year-olds are a little bit more nimble than, than I had thought. You know what would probably help if you just gave your kids snacks. They yeah. wouldn't have to go to the neighbor's house. They'd have to scale six-foot fences to go to the neighbor's to ask Feed them. me. Again. Feed me, we're At least your starving. Said, I I, yeah. Feed me. They don't feed us snacks over here. <laughs> I got a lost story. I got a lost kid story too, or misplaced kid, I guess you can say. So Tucker's turning my oldest son. He's turning six here. By the time this episode airs, he will be six. Happy birthday! And when he was two or three, my grandparents came to visit, and we had a long day of running around with the kids, and everybody just kind of needed a moment to de-stress, I guess you can say. So, uh, Tucker was in the backyard with my grandpa. I went upstairs, laid down in the bed for a little bit. Uh, my grandma, she went upstairs, laid down in her bed. Shelby was doing something, my wife, and she went back outside to the front porch and all of a sudden, this lady comes walking up with her dog. And Shelby goes, our dog's name is Ginger. And she goes, Ginger, what are you doing? And the lady goes, oh, this dog must have ran away. Is it yours? And she's like, yes, that that's her. And then the lady points backwards and goes, well, this kid's following him around the block. Is this yours too? Oh. <laughs> so Ginger must have ran off down the down the sidewalk, and then Tucker followed Ginger going, no, Ginger, come back. No, Ginger, come back. <laughs> the whole time my grandpa's in the backyard on his phone just chilling, thinking, <laughs> grandma, thinking grandma's in the front porch watching Tucker as he oh. went up front. Oh my gosh. We'll just say if you've ever seen an angry wife face, you saw one that day. <laughs> we went we went to Hawaii one time uh for my wife's brother's wedding and my back went out at one point and I'm upstairs. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Upstairs, I'm upstairs taking ask my wife's up there and we go back down and we brought Lily with us and she was like she was like two years old at the time. And we're down in my my mother-in-law, father-in-law there, uh, her brother, his fiance, so four adults down there, and my other brother-in-law and sister-in-law, so six adults down there. The, Lily's the only kid. We go down there. She's not there. We're like, where's Lily? Everybody's like, I don't know. What do you mean you who's, don't know? We left her with- Lily? We literally had no idea. She was three houses over in the neighbor's yard in Hawaii. Man, were we freaking out. Wow. <sighs> Wow. Is that where you uh, picked up that shirt down there in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> well, did she not I am have a in, cell phone uh, to call her on? Side note, I'm in Gulf Shores right now on vacation, so I got to dress the part here. So ah. I like it. Uh, I do have a funny story about uh, Luke, uh, my youngest. He came into our room, I think it was last night or the night before. It was like three and o'clock. He saw and, things that no yeah. young boy should see. <laughs> he came in. This is my wife's story because I slept through it. But she, he come in like at three or four o'clock in the morning, and he goes to my wife. He's like, "Mom, 
mom, I just had the best dream. You're never going to believe it. She's like, what? She's like, Jesus was in my dream and he said, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> He's like, what? Were you chosen for what? He's like, I'm the chosen one. The dinosaurs are back and I'm chosen to save, save the world. <laughs> My wife, she was telling me the story, and she's like, "I was like, what? What did you do?" She was all excited that it that Jesus was actually in the dream, and like something big was going to happen with my son. <laughs> it was just he was just there to save the dinosaurs. <laughs> I am the chosen one. What are you chosen for, Luke? You're the I'm going to redeem one? the world in blood. Oh, <laughs> you were supposed to, to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. <laughs> the dinosaurs need you, Luke. <laughs> Why hate you? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know what? Since we have so many awesome commercials now, let's take a let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Stick around. Do you listen to the Manchild Chronicles but want more? Your answer is ManchildChronicles.com. It's the one-stop shop for everything Manchild Chronicles. You can learn more about the guys. Browse our fantastic selection of merchandise and even submit ideas or comments that could be used on the podcast. Visit today at manchildchronicles.com. All right, cronies, we are going to play a little weird random facts. All right, guys, I can start off a weird random fact if you want. Please. Let me find Let me find a good one here. Oh, I even have to look at my phone on this one. Did you know that umpires in baseball are required to wear black underwear just in case their pants split? Hmm. I did not know that. That sounds like a rule that was made by experience. (laughs) (laughs) The first time it happened, the dude didn't have any underwear on. They're like, oh, we got to make this rule. (laughs) Guys, He's like, mistakes were made. (laughs) I I envision it, you know, it's it's a bigger guy that's an umpire. He's got a nice big beer gut. The pants split, and all people see is cheetah print. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What about this? Uh, did you know that your brain uses 10 watts of energy to think? Ooh. The equivalent of some LED light bulbs, but it cannot feel any pain itself. You know what they say. Mind over matter. Interesting. I feel, like, I feel like it's that thing when you trick your brain, you know, and it, you can trick your brain to not feel pain. And now that you mention it, I'm starting to get a headache. Like, <laughs> it's starting to hurt a little. Here's a random one for you. Uh, back in the 1600s in London, people were advised to keep fart jars consisting of their trapped <laughs> fart odors. And they kept that on hand to combat the bubonic plague. The idea was that the potent smell would somehow purify the air by chasing away the bubonic plague. (laughs) When you run out of ideas, find some more. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we're, we're grasping at straws here in the in the plague era. Honey, where's that jar? Grab the jar. Hurry up. Grab it. Before you got to wash your hands. Wear your mask. Oh, are we at fart in a jar yet? No, yeah, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting pretty close, guys. We're getting, we're getting close. Jar. Do you think there's any uh, jars still around that they haven't opened yet? Do you think that smell has lasted? <laughs> it's I mean, pickles on the last. black market for like... <laughs> Pickled beans and pickled uh, carrots and all that stuff last forever. Might not have fart in a jar. Oh, that's awesome. Being the uh, residential movie expert on this show, self-proclaimed, I brought some cool movie facts for you guys. First couple are going to be about The Wizard of Oz here. So in the movie The Wizard of Oz, the munchkins were played were paid less than Toto the dog for his role in the movie. Toto was paid $125 a week. Each munchkin, munchkin got $50 a week. Wow. Is it because they're tiny people? <laughs> they don't use much money. I don't oh, know. That's so bad. Another f- weird fact from the movie The Wizard of Oz, the snow they used in that movie was asbestos. Asbestos oh, oh, what they used for the that, snow effect. That didn't age well. In The Wizard of Oz. Oof. Yikes. Maybe that's why some people went crazy on the on the set. I don't know. I don't know. The snow also, looks so real. Do you have any more on the Wizard of Oz? Because I, I found out two things about the Wizard of Oz as well. That's just the two I brought. What do you got? Uh, the, the Wicked Witch in the movie actually started on fire. Oh. In that there's a scene where she throws down like red smoke and then flames come up. She was in those flames and got uh, like third degree burns. And then there was actually two actors for the Tin Man. There was somebody originally cast and he actually sings a couple of songs on the soundtrack. They kept his voice. But they used actual silver lead paint. Yes, I remember that And it got into his lungs so they had to get a different actor because he couldn't breathe. Buddy Epstein was his name. That's who it was. Buddy Epstein. Yep. That's they, terrible. Hey, I finally got my breakthrough role. <laughs> I thought uh, he actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think he died. I think he did too, yeah. I think he died from the from the paint from the role, yeah. <laughs> I want to be rich in the 1920s, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here's one. Uh, on the topic of cows... Um, they can walk upstairs, but they cannot walk downstairs. Oh, Cow- man. Cows can, can walk st- upstairs, but they cannot walk downstairs. Can I tell you a story about a cow in a basement? My brother's girlfriend uh, is a, she works on a farm, but she also helps with the vets and stuff like that. They got a call to a house where a guy took a calf down into the basement uh, for some reason or other, it was sick or whatever, so he put it in his basement, and he kept it there its whole life. And the cow was getting, you know, pooping everywhere. Couldn't keep it feeding it. He, it was getting hard for him to go up and down the stairs. So he called them to get the cow upstairs. <laughs> they went in there. It's just an old house with a small stairway to the basement. Uh, they had and they have the a full grown cow in the basement. Yeah. How did they, they get it in the basement? He took it down there when it was a calf. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, they couldn't get it upstairs, so they had to uh, put the cow down. And- now, when you <gasps> tell stories, you have to put your commas in better places because you went, let me tell you about a cow in the basement. My brother's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be a good punchline, and then you were actually telling a story. Oh, God. Katie, Katie, you are not a cow. You're a lovely lady. I know you listen to the podcast, but that was a very funny story when I heard it. Oh, well, at least they got to eat steak that night and yeah. <laughs> put it down. It's like old yeller. It's my cow. I'll take care of it. I'll take it down. <laughs> Uh, I do. I have one here about another animal. You you probably know that snails are pretty slow creatures, but did you know that they also take the longest naps? One nap can last up to three years. Wow! wow. Oh, that sounds you know, amazing. I was going to say I would love to be I a think, snail. I think we need a movie now: a snail versus a sloth. We need to make this animated movie, Pixar. Cocaine snail. <laughs> Cocaine snail. <laughs> Naps have never been shorter. First 10 minutes, it just blows up. <laughs> um, Turns out they try to smuggle cocaine in the snails. <laughs> here's one for you. If you put together all the time of characters sitting in silence of just the first Twilight movie, it would amount to 26 minutes of the entirety of the movie. 26 minutes of the hour and a half-ish is characters sitting in silence. Screenwriting screenwriting 101, boys. (laughs) So bad. We need to fill some plot. We need to fill some time. Oh, they just sat there silently. I like it. Let's roll. I like it. I like it. Hire beautiful young people to sit there quietly. I love it. All right. So when they were creating the noises for the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, when they were creating the noises for them, right? How do you do that? You never heard a dinosaur noise before. So when they're mixing sounds and all that together, the velocity. John, they explained it. They built the tracheas and blew it. Like they explained it in the movie. My bad. Anyways. So, the noise for the velociraptors is made from the sounds of mating tortoises. Turtles going at it is what the sound of velociraptors are in Jurassic Park. That calling noise, that when they're calling each other. Yep. They said they Man. tried many different animals, but the person in charge of sound settled they tried on that many one. Different. <laughs> That's like the fart in the jar. Let's try another one. Bring them in here. That Bring wasn't the sound in. I wanted. <laughs> I guess try tortoises. <clears throat> My God, it's Jason Bourne. That's the one. <laughs> Uh, Did you guys know that it is impossible to hum while you while you are holding your nose? Yep, that's pretty tough. (laughs) Breathing out is what makes the noise. Hmm. Did you know that Three Musketeers bars got their name because they had three flavors? Vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. Mm. But because during World War II and rations, they had to go down to one flavor, and they picked chocolate. Interesting. But they kept the name Three Musketeers? Yes, they did. Dirty dogs. I thought they had a whole movie based on the Three Musketeers. (laughs) (laughs) 
You think by now they would have came back with those flavors, but you I think they would have tried. They must have been really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Yeah. I always thought D'Artagnan re- retired from the Musketeers and just started making candy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, three the three Musketeers company was like, you know, that war was the best thing that ever happened to us. <laughs> that was so good. For us. We were wasting so much money, and the sales were so down. On that war was the best thing that ever happened to our company. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Germany. Uh, fun fact on the movie Finding Nemo. So the fish popularized in Finding Nemo is the clownfish, right? Well, since the release of the movie, the population of clownfish in their natural habitats have declined by 75% <laughs> since the release of Finding Nemo. Humans Ooh. suck. <laughs> Whoopsies. Everybody wants a clownfish. That's hilarious. Not really, but it's hilarious. So you're not finding many Nemos anymore. So in the movie, The Good, The Bad, and Ugly, the classic Western, The Good, The Bad, and Ugly, in the movie, there's a bridge explosion that happens that Mm -hmm. is pretty pretty epic for the time of the movie was released. They had to build the bridge twice to get the right shot because when they first blew it up, it was detonated and the cameras weren't rolling. So then they had to tear it all down, rebuild it, and blow it up again just for the shot in the film. Could you imagine? Wow, that was incredible, guys. Great job. We got it. Mike, Mike, how'd that turn out on camera? Mike, what's that look like? (laughs) Uh... Um, Did you say action? <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear you say it. It's like my first. I told day on you the guys job. not to give Ricky the button. My parents told me I would never make it in Hollywood, and look where I am now. I'm going to film this big movie scene for this big movie. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How long did it take for him to finally admit? Yeah, I didn't get it. Oh, that that must have been epic. Uh-huh. All the way in the end. Hey, room. you guys. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. All right, John, I have a celebrity fact for you. Um, Matthew McConaughey's dad passed away while having relations with his mother. McConaughey shared in his memoir that his dad always talked about, there's only one way I'm going to die, and that's by me making love to your mom. And then it came true. He had the widow maker upon climax. I feel like there is only one person who could tell that story cool and pull it off, and that's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel if anybody else was to tell that story, it'd be weird and creepy, but I can just see Matthew McConaughey. But all right, all right, guys. All right. Let me let me tell you something here about my paps. Yeah, let me tell you about my dad. <laughs> let me tell you about my paps, my padre. <laughs> Do you know in the movie The Matrix, the green code that scrolls across the screen and you guys think it looks so cool and complex, you have no idea where it came from, how they came up with it? Yes. It is basically a scanned-in sushi cookbook that the production designer of the movie noticed in his wife's recipe. And he scanned it in, copied it up, colored it green, and that is The Matrix code. Sushi recipes. I'll be darned. I knew there was something fishy about that movie. (laughs) The last one I got, which is pretty popular, but maybe you guys have never heard it. Sean Connery wore a toupee in every James Bond film. No way. That was not his real hair. I did not know that. Early onset baldness. 
Every movie he was James Bond, besides The Rock. Maybe Mike, you, you uh <clears throat> you latched on to that pretty quickly. You were like, Yes, early onset baldness. It's <laughs> a thing. You you latched on to that quickly. We were that in the same a... support group together before he passed away. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Me, Howie Mandel, and Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one here. I'm loving it. That slogan has been around since 2003. It's the longest slogan in McDonald's history. We've all heard the catchy jingle. We've all sang it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Did you know who it was originally sang by? Justin Timberlake. Boom. Mic drop. Wow. Are you serious? Yep. I had no idea until I discovered that today. Justin Timberlake. That brings a whole definition to sexy back. That brings a whole new definition to it. It was for McDonald's originally. That's right. Was that uh was that that had to been in sync days then, right? No. Two thousand three. No. I was after. No. That would have been way past in It would have been not way past, I think just past NSYNC. Hugely past it. <laughs> All right, let me look up in sync. I know my Timberlake boys. We need more Justin Timberlake. Why is he not in anything anymore? What happened to him? He was off he, to a promising movie. He career. took himself too serious, I think. In Sync recorded their last new material in 2002. Boom! Told you, way mm. past. Not way past. So then Timberlake's in, first thing after McDonald's. <laughs> in pop culture, way past. I can't believe I've never heard that before. That's crazy. Yeah, I, it kind of blew my mind. I thought I was hoping it would blow your all's mind too. All right, that's a. I mean, it's a great commercial jingle. Let's go to one of those right now. Stick around. We'll be right back. Want to see the funniest and best moments from all the Manchild Chronicles? Be sure to follow on social media. You can find the Manchild Crew on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Like and follow today so you don't miss anything that happens in the Manchild universe. All right, cronies. Tonight we're gonna play a new game. Little Manchild Lie Detector. Welcome to the Man-Child Lie Detector. Today, you get to help decide who is lying and who is telling the truth. Can you trust your favorite man-child? Now, John, this is your idea. Why don't you tell us and explain to the cronies what Man-Child Lie Detector is. Now, you guys know how great I am at telling stories, so this is going to go over smooth, coherent, and everybody will know what the heck we are doing by the end of this. So, strap in, saddle down, enjoy the ride, folks. You're seeing history here. Anyways, the lie detector game is basically going to come down as a trivia game with a little bit of a twist. I'm going to ask a trivia question. I'm going to give you multiple choice answers, A, B, and C. You're going to lock in that answer without telling me which one you picked. Instead, you have to convince me that you know the answer by any means possible, even if you know you are right or if you're just blindly guessing and you might be wrong. Your goal is to convince me to pick you. Now, what happens if I do pick you? If I pick you and you have the answer correct, you're going to be awarded with two points for telling the truth and knowing the right answer. If I pick you and you are incorrect, but you tricked me, you're still going to get one point because you get a point for tricking me. Now, let's say 
I think you're lying. I'm going to call you out as the liar. So if I say, Jay, you are the liar and your answer is incorrect, you will be docked one point. That Hmm. is how the lie detector is going to roll. Any questions? All right. First question. Which language has the most native speakers? Which language has the most native speakers? A, Spanish. B, English. C, Mandarin. I see what you did there. Can you say what the ABCs were again real quick? A, Spanish. B, English. Or C, Mandarin. Let me know when you're locked in. I am locked in. Locked in. I am locked in. Jay, why should I pick you? John, you're going to pick me because I'm your brother. We have blood between us. (laughs) You know me, bro. You know me. Um... You know, that's a tricky one, and the trick almost caught me, but it, it didn't. In the end, it didn't catch me. I know what I'm talking about. Since I know you're my brother, Ryan, why should I pick you? <laughs> well, it is a tricky question because you look at the three that you chose there, and you think, you know, what is what is the common langu- language around the world? And to me, there's only one obvious answer. Uh, especially when you take the also the population along with common language it's pretty obvious there's only one answer to this one Hmm. Michael why should I pick you it's not about common language here's the thing it's about it's about knowing which continents and which providences speak um, this not only the same language but the same dialect of languages Um, Part of my um, post-high school education was actually looking at um, different countries around the world and the intersection of what languages overlap. For example, we're not talking about them, but the differences between Chinese and Japanese languages and how many things in those actually don't align. And so having studied this before, I feel especially confident in the answer, especially knowing that it was a very tricky question. Hmm. You three did well. You two, Jay. I really you didn't convince me too well. Uh, Michael and Ryan, though, you both did really good. But I'm going to pick Ryan here. Ryan, I think you know the truth. It is obviously Spanish. You are incorrect. It is C Mandarin. Oh, that was my next guess. Because <laughs> of the population of the people, I just was hoping a lot of Mandarin people. Learn Spanish. What did you have locked in, Mike? Did you have Mandarin? I was going to say English because I thought oh. Mandarin was the trick question because less people would speak Mandarin versus other uh, uh, languages in that region. And Jay, you're my brother. You're my blood. What did you have locked in out of curiosity? <laughs> I, had, I had English locked in. <laughs> I All thought, right. oh, between us, England, and Australia, <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's what I thought. All right, next question. Before launching Tesla, Elon Musk co-founded a tech company now known as what? A, Square, B, PayPal, C, Venmo. Locked in. We all ready? Yeah, locked in. 
Michael, why should I pick you? Here's the thing. I'm the most technologically savvy of this group. I've been involved in crypto. I've been wheeling and dealing on the internet um, for longer than probably any of us have been friends. I know the answer to this question. You know that I know the answer to this question. Just don't mess around with the other guys, especially Ryan. You know, you know that <laughs> Ryan. I'm. You're being called out. Why should I pick you? Well, Michael's right. I he is the technology <laughs> guy. I'm not the technology guy, but let me tell you, I also know stupid facts, and I I am the guy that is in charge of TikTok. And Elon Musk is on my feed all the time. He's also on my Twitter feed all the time. But I did see a video. It's ironic that you brought this up because I just did see a video within the last few weeks. You do watch him. a lot of videos. That is true. I do watch a lot of videos. <laughs> and I know what the answer is because of those videos. Jay, my brother, my blood, why should I pick you? <laughs> uh, John, it's because I've been friends with I've been friends with Mike for so long. <laughs> I know I know all the dumb tech techno facts that he uh, spits out at me, and so I I know what Elon Musk started. That is a conversation we've had before. Mike, I'm going to pick you, my tech guy. Okay. I think you know the answer. It's PayPal. That is correct. Plus two for Mike. I also had PayPal, so you could have got it right. I also wrote down B, PayPal. Nice. The international dateline, an imaginary marker that separates one calendar day from the next, passes through which ocean? A, the Atlantic, B, the Pacific, or C, the Indian? You can't say the Indian like that. It just comes off. Oh, sorry. Just, yeah. Indian. Thank you. I apologize, Redskins. Everybody locked in? Yep. Jay, my brother, my blood, why should I pick you? Well, you just have to think about... Because it, it's funny you bring this up because you're sitting there going, all right, well, where does the day like begin? It's on what side of the continent? And then once you remember, oh, yeah, they're the ones that have a different day than us, what ocean is there? It's pretty clearly that ocean pretty simple just know your geography ryan why should i pick you i just know dumb random facts i don't know what to tell you. <laughs> i just know dumb random facts and there's another one so that's it i don't know i don't want to if i explain it i feel like i'm giving the answer away uh, just, i was trying to think in my head how i can explain it without giving it away so i don't want to so i'm just going to say i just know dumb random facts mike the whole premise of Jay's uh, argument is that he has selected the right continent. And so while he said his answer confidently, his answer is dependent upon that he picked the right continent. And yeah. based on the fact that I know which continent it is, confidently, as a fact, I know that Jay's wrong and that you should pick me. Ryan, take it away, bud. Indian Ocean. Man, Ryan, you are convincing me, but you are incorrect. It is actually the Pacific. <laughs> it's the Pacific. It's B Pacific. Dang it. 
<laughs> I'm now starting to learn not to trust Ryan. <laughs> All right, boys. Next question. In Greek mythology, who is the god of war? In Greek mythology, who is the god of war? A. Apollo. B. Hades. C. Ares. Locked in? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. J. Why should I pick you? Because I've played God of War so <laughs> much. I've played the video game <clears throat> a lot. I know exactly who the God of War is. Very easy. Uh, the new God of War is Kratos. You didn't, you know, put that in one of your choices. So I'm assuming we're going to go with the God Kratos killed. Ryan, and I know Ryan, that answer. Why should I pick you? All right. I have a few reasons here. First of all, it's funny that you just said you, it's it's funny that you just said you don't you can't want to trust me anymore. But let me tell you a couple reasons why. First of all, I wrote this answer down before you even started naming the names because I know who it is. Second, he's in every crossword puzzle. Third, I wasn't a scholar in school. I barely graduated, but I can tell you what I got an A in, and that was Greek mythology because it was awesome. I know exactly who this is. Michael, why should I pick you? You should not. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, take it away, my brother, my blood. That would be C. Ares, and that is who Kratos killed, God of War. Correct. That is correct. Next. Disappointed you didn't pick me there. Question What is the first element on the periodic table what is the first element on the periodic table a oxygen b hydrogen c carbon michael why should i know you why should i pick you i'm the nerd i'm the nerd of this group okay not only that but i'm a smart guy and the periodic table Everybody studied the periodic table. I don't know what's in the middle of the periodic table. I don't know what's three columns over, three down. I don't know that. I do know what is first on the periodic table because that's as far as I got in paying attention while studying this. Ryan, why should I pick you? Well, I said I'm not smart, but I do know this because this the first one on there has to be the first one on there because the other ones don't exist without the first one. Hmm. Jay, why should I pick you? Because I do know the periodic table of elements, unlike Mike and uh, Ryan. I can name off uh, several of them. Um, I, John, you know how far I went in high school, AP chemistry, uh, AP biology. I know the periodic table of elements. Just pick me. Jay, you convinced me. That would be B, hydrogen. That is correct. Boom! Is that what Did everybody you... else said? That's what I said. I had carbon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Which soft drink was invented first? Which soft drink or soda was invented first? A, Coca-Cola. B, Dr. Pepper. C, Pepsi-Cola. Ryan, why should I pick you? As the resident fat man on the show, <laughs> I feel like I will know anything that is that will make you fat better than anybody else. That's why. Michael, why should I pick you? Okay, here's the thing. 
I have a soda habit, borderline addiction. It's not an addiction. I can quit anytime I want to. Uh, (laughs) um, I had a habit of this soda. I have since switched. You know, it, it was a gateway soda to the habit that I'm on now. But I know what this soda is because I have a borderline or had a borderline intimate relationship with this soda. You need to pick me. Jay? Sounds freaky. John, um, it's interesting, but people think this might be a trick question. It's not a trick question. Um, You just kind of have to know history of sodas. This is a fun fact to know. I do know it. Michael, you convinced me with your addiction problems. Okay. The (laughs) oldest soda of these is Dr. Pepper. That is correct. I had about 12 Dr. Peppers that day. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. All right. What's the. I did not have Dr. Pepper picked. (laughs) Oh, I had that picked. I knew that. Uh, It was only. I don't remember, but it was only by like just a couple of years. Like, it's not very... Uh, here, let me look it up. Uh, Dr. Pepper was 1885. I think Bart's Root Beer is right behind that. And Coke came in 86. Wow. 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 Yeah, I had Coca-Cola picked. What do we got for a final uh, point total there, John? Right now, Ryan, since you convinced me with your lion, you're at plus two. Jay, you're at plus four, and Mike, you're at plus four. Mm. Oh, man, we got to have a rubber match here. Let's go. One more to see who takes the crown. But so so it's essentially just based on who can argue if they know it better? Yep. Interesting. Okay. All right. The U.S. men's Olympic basketball team, nicknamed the Dream Team, oh competed, in the, <laughs> competed oh. in the 1992 Olympics. Held where? Oh my gosh! A Barcelona. I, 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 I down before you even say B anything. South Korea. C Atlanta. Locked in. Oh, please pick me first to explain. Mike, locked in. I. We're all locked in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mike convinced me. Sorry. Okay. Um, growing up, I was poor. <laughs> um, and while I was very young at this time, my family was obsessed with the Olympics. I remember my sisters talking about it all the time. And at family gatherings, we would go back and talk about the different Olympics and locations. We were also fascinated by where the... Uh, where they were held in the the infrastructure that had to be built to have the Olympics and stuff. I know this answer because my family was freaking obsessed with the Olympics. Hmm. Ryan, convince me. No, I know it's between these two, but you need to pick me. First of all, I was actually alive in <laughs> this era in 1992. My sister was a, this may be a long explanation. My sister was a manager at McDonald's. And they had the Dream Team Cups. I had every one of them. I can name the roster yeah. for you. I can tell you the leading scorer, the leading rebounder. I have a plaque with the Dream Team on it. I know exactly where this was. 
I, I mean, you want me to Brian, name I can name the you're team. Not, you're not a part of this. <laughs> yes, I can. You're not even because in the rubber match. we can make a three-way tie <laughs> and have one more round, baby. You're not even in Jay? the rubber match. Convince Listen, me. Ryan. John, my brother, my blood. Um, there's, You know that I... I'm not as up to date with you on all these topics of trivia, and I'm sure Ryan does know the answer, but so do I. I know exactly who was on the 1992 Dream Team. I know where those Olympics played. It's one of the most famous, um, I don't know, famous American history sports. Mike is just talking out of his butt. Don't believe him. If you're going to pick between me and Mike, you pick me, I get you the right answer. Ryan with a finger wag. You convinced me. What is the answer? First of all, before I give you the answer, can I ask Jay a question? Yes. Bring it. Jay, who are the four white players on the green team? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, exactly. It is Barcelona. Thank you. That Barcelona is, what I wrote down. is correct. Now we have a three-way tie, so yes. now we're in overtime, boys. <laughs> but Ryan only had one point, you said. No, I he had two. had two. Now we're all at plus four in the lie detector. Somebody's got to win. Last question, and I picked a tough one for you guys. I did not feed that one to Ryan at all. Oh, sure. Which country was not an Axis power in World War II? Which country was not an Axis power in World War II? Bring it. A, Italy. B, France. C, Japan. Easy. So easy. Lock in. Locked. Locked and loaded. Jay convinced me. Thank you. John, there's one thing that all of us old kind of retiree-like mentality white people do, and we study World War II history facts. (laughs) Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, because we all know Ryan's older than me. He's still young at heart. I have already switched to Raisin Bran cereal. (laughs) (laughs) I already act like the old old retiree man at heart that I am. So I do know my World War II history. Please, please pick me. I know the Axis powers. Ryan, my dream team convinced me, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have to say much. You said Axis powers. This is an obvious answer. And it's World War II. It's, it's just an easy answer. Mike, convince me. It's pretty simple. Let me tell you why. <clears throat> There were few moments of bonding that I had with my father. And we would bond over World War II conversation, trivia, everything. And in some of his final moments, he grabbed me by the shirt, pulled me in close and said... Don't forget the axis of powers in World <laughs> War II. John, I will name... The, John, if I need to convince you further, I will name the leaders of the axis powers as well. I also want to know one more thing, John. Yes. That just popped in my head. I worked with a guy from England 
and he <laughs> complained about this country all the time on how weak they were, and that is interesting. Hmm. Do you want me to name the emperors? Because I were the the leaders. Because I will. Jay, you convince me. Thank you. The answer is C. France. The Axis powers were Germany, Italy, and Japan, ran by Adolf Hitler, um, Benito Mussolini, and Emperor um, Hirochito. I guess it depends how strict I want to be on the rules, because B was actually France, and you said C, France. Oh, okay, B, so France. You, the you answer is France. For playing Jeopardy rules here. Come on, man. Don't do that to me. Plus two. <laughs> Plus two, Jay. You are correct. B, France. You would have won you either way. have won the lie detector. <laughs> Thank you, Raisin Brand Cereal. Uh, we'll take awesome, your sponsorship Mike. anytime. That was awesome, my answer. Daniel always complains about France. Does he really? <laughs> oh, he hates the French. He hates them so bad. <laughs> they wouldn't fight at all. All right. Well. That was kind of a fun game. I like that. All right. Let's take a quick commercial break. Go take a potty break. We'll be right back. Stick around. What if I told you that you could support the Manchild Chronicles while also getting some amazing benefits and perks? Well, guess what? That's actually a thing. The Manchild Chronicles is on Patreon, and there are some great benefits when you subscribe. Would you like to know how to sign up? It's easy. Just head over to manchildchronicles.com and follow the links to our Patreon. All right, cronies, we are back. We're going to do a little top 10. It's time to play Top 10. Join the guys as they pick a topic, discuss, debate, then decide the best of the best. Get ready, because here we go. All right, tonight's Top 10. We're doing Top 10 Video Games of All Time. Not just the past 10 years, it's All (laughs) Time video games top 10 and as your resident old guy i'll start it out at number 10 i'm going to go with the classic super mario brothers at number nine i will take god of war at number eight i will take the metal gear solid series at number seven i'm going to bring you to the game that started it all Pong. At number six, I will take 007 Goldeneye. At number five, I will take Red Dead Redemption. At number four, I will take the Uncharted series. At number three, the game that kept a whole gaming system alive, Wii Sports. At number two... The best sports game of all time, Madden. And at number one, that has a lot of lawsuits against it, Grand Theft Auto. Nice. That's pretty good top ten right there, fellas. Pretty good top ten. Had a lot written down that didn't make the cut, probably unfairly, but it is what it is. It is what it is. There's a, I had a lot of video games as well written down. Uh, Jay has the self-proclaimed... Video game expert, how upset are you right now? <laughs> hey, I'm, 
I'm feeling pretty good because I wrote I wrote down eight, knowing I was only going to get three choices, and six out of my eight were taken. So I feel real good. Mike, you came in clutch, buddy. John, you crapped the bed. You <laughs> sat on it, and, Very you took, nice. and you took a major dump. Um, so, so which two did you have that I would have picked? Because I honestly picked these just to make you mad. And I would have. I wanted to go a different way. I was. I was gonna go Frogger Spyro, but I thought that would be too cruel to you. And I was thinking maybe Guitar Hero Just Dance to really get you irritated. Oh man, my and kids would love the Just Dance. We love I'm glad, Just Dance. I'm glad Ryan took Madden. I also have. I'm a sports guy, so Madden. NCA football. I love college football. I still have my PS3 just so I can play college football. And then NBA 2K is phenomenal. But what is the two games that I took away from you? Now, I'm really saddened, um, but Elder Scrolls did not make the cut, and they Never should have. Never even heard of it. it Never I heard love it should, Elder Scrolls it Skyrim. I've heard it's of every game, game that we listed. I've never heard of that game. The other game is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Mm. It, mm. No. It, it's, Good show. Good show. It, it show. went Great over <laughs> Elder Scrolls Skyrim in my book. Uh, the Witcher 3 is one of the best um, fantasy role-playing games um, out there. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, those were the other two. I wasn't mad. I would have been fine, John, with Donkey Kong. I think Donkey Kong's a huge classic. I would have loved that one, played that one as a kid. Um, if you were going to lean towards some classics, I wish you would have gone that route instead of Pong. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even have Pong wrote down. I don't know how it popped in my head. <laughs> I don't know between sick. Super Mario Bros., You're God sick. of War, and Metal Gear Solid, why Pong popped in my head, but it did. And I was like, yes, that will get him. So I, I started grabbing at my really early list because I just I didn't know where this was going to fall. Um, I actually had Super Mario Brothers as the number one in just the Mario franchise video game in general. So I'm actually sad that it's number 10. I'm just glad it made the list. Um, but I had that as number one followed by Grand Theft Auto and then God of War. So I really pulled God of War early just because I was afraid it wouldn't make it down the, to the bottom. I just wanted to be the one to pick Super Mario Brothers, so I just got, <laughs> got it out of the way right away. <laughs> it, is, it is number one, in my the opinion. The other two franchises that did make it because there just wasn't enough picks was the entire Zelda franchise. Zelda. Lots, yes. lots to do there. Um, the other one, um, while repetitive, uh, sometimes great stories along with them was the Call of Duty franchise. Um, fun to play. Um, but yeah, um, if, if that list... Uh, if that list was the list of video games that I had to play for the rest of my life, I would not be disappointed. I want viewers have to understand. I hope they know we do this completely blind. I have no idea what these guys are going to pick. And so that's what's so nerve wracking. Cause if you are passionate about something like video games, you're really nervous uh, that everyone's just going to screw it up. So I'm actually proud of Ryan and Mike, John, what what oh. <laughs> did you like this? Have you did you play Golden 007 Goldeneye? That's a fantastic video yes. game. Very we I would we would go to my buddy's house and play that and it would be like we'd go there like at nine o'clock at night and all of a sudden it's like noon the next day and we're like, Oh my god, it's light outside. <laughs> 
Playing this forever. I don't know what, why they went so hard on that sound, <laughs> the sound music, <laughs> the soundtrack for that game. But man, that the music for that, just to pause the video game, was so good. I do want to say some games that I had written down uh, that I want to talk about. I had the classic Pac-Man uh, written down, still popular today. I had Tetris, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, mm. uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mortal Kombat. Mm, nice. And my favorite basketball game, NBA Jam. I mean, where would we be without Pong, guys? We wouldn't be able to have any of these other games without Pong. <laughs> two play- I mean, two-player, on one of the first two-player games you could play at the same time. I mean, it was it was revolutionary. It really if it was. wasn't for Pong, you would not have any of these games on the list. That is why it's in the top ten. <laughs> Quit. Okay. <laughs> and Wii Sports is on there because it's amazing. Think about any great memory you have with the Wii. It was either Mario, Wii Sports, or Zelda. I didn't mind Wii that Sports. pick. I didn't mind Wii Sports pick. Jay it's definitely like top three. With with all the games we've been talking about, <laughs> Wii Sports didn't have to be there at all. Well, that was fun. Till next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.